0: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Rich and Daily ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. So, Brooke, now that we're starting to get back into work mode, despite
1: me resisting and mm-hmm. resisting and resisting, mm-hmm. I'm thinking it might be
0: time to start working on a memoir. Yeah, I can't wait for chapters two through eight to be dedicated to me. Oh, okay. That's the plan, I thought right? you were
1: going somewhere else with that, and I was like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, totally. Two through eight, that seems low. Yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, I don't know. I have memories on the brain today, which should shock you. Um, <laughs> because as we continue our week of sharing the most popular Rich and Daily episodes of all time, we're looking back at when Selling Sunset star Christine Quinn released that very juicy tell-all book last May.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I got to say, there are few reality stars who know how to play the villain better than Christine. She loves to spill the tea. Mm-hmm. And obviously, judging by the downloads... You Richies love it when she does. Slurp
1: slurp. (laughs) So here's an encore of our second most listened to episode ever, where Christine dishes on all things Selling Sunset.
0: So Arisha, when you were in high school, was there like that one popular girl that everyone loved to hate? I mean, other than me? I knew you were going to say that.
1: (laughs) Knew it. I knew you were going to say you knew
0: I was going to say it. Does that count for something? Sure. (laughs) (sighs) So no, then? No, me. Okay, great. So I got to say, it's a lot like Christine Quinn, who's on Netflix's show Selling Sunset. She's always doing things that make other women hate her. But God, she's so good (laughs) for reality TV.
1: Yeah. It's like she was made for it. Yep. And now she's got a new book and just did a big tell-all interview. She's just stirring shit up,
0: and we're here for it. I know we throw the word tea around a lot, but she literally spilled piping hot tea. I mean, I'm still scalding. I was like, is this the Boston Tea Party in
1: 2022? (laughs) It is. From Wondery, I'm Brooke Ziffrin. And I'm Marisha Skinner-Williams. It's Wednesday, May 18th. And you're listening to Rich and Daily. Okay, well, obviously this is making
0: me just want to shop after we record this. I know.
1: And it doesn't take much for me wanting to shop. No. So. But if you're looking for a joyful shopping escape,
0: which we all are, yes.
1: then head to Saks.com for inspiring ways to shop for everything on your agenda. Saks.com.
0: There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, A State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help, on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So I think it's safe to say that a lot of us maybe most of us want to be liked and accepted in life, but Mm. there are some people who are happy to play the part of a villain, as long as they look fabulous doing it. Mm -hmm. And selling Sunset star Christine Quinn has really been owning her role as this high fashion boss bitch for all five seasons. Now she's come out with a new book and a tell-all interview, and she's spilling literally all the secrets about what it's really like to play the villain on a reality show. So On the show, Christine is a real estate agent at the Oppenheim Group in Los Angeles, and her new book is called How to Be a Boss Bitch and was released just yesterday. I thought there was already a book with this title. Did you? Yeah. Not by her. Is it just your diary? (laughs) In the book, Christine opens up about what parts of Selling Sunset were staged, which... Feels like most of them, yeah. It's reality. <laughs> she claims <Every> part, <laughs> yeah, and she claims she once had to fake a fight with her co-star and fellow agent Heather Ray Almusa, saying which I thought we did a really good job of doing. <laughs> which I, I respect. mean, <laughs> coming
1: from someone who's always trying to get us to stage a fight about something, like um, we should take notes.
0: Uh, first of all, I'm trying to get other people to get into fights, right. real ones, right? Not yeah. staged.
1: Yeah. So the scene shows Christine seemingly being locked out of her listing. And in her book, she writes, of course, she had the keys, saying that was totally fabricated for television. I could have made a fuss about how it would make me look less professional, but I went along with it because I thought it was funny and I'm a good sport. I love how she throws in her own compliments, her own back padding.
0: (laughs) I mean, you got to. (laughs)
1: It's her book. You can write whatever the hell you want. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Christine also wrote
1: about her wedding episode and how her co-star Chriselle Stouse's storyline completely overshadowed her day. So Mm Chriselle was going through a very public divorce at the time. Mm -hmm. And Christine never calls out Chrishell directly, but says, Christian and I spent so much money on the episode for my wedding because the producers wanted to feature it. And then I didn't have a single line, and the whole episode ended up being about somebody else. Mm. She even called the whole production around her wedding a pointless waste.
0: Which is fair of the production around any wedding, if we're being honest. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So this isn't the first time Christine spilled tea about the show. She's previously been criticized by her fellow castmates for talking too much to the press. And in her book, Christine claims she was actually once fired by production for revealing too much. Mm -hmm. She writes in her book, I once got
1: fired and then rehired by the production company because I was pointing out in interviews all the things that were totally fake, from our dialogue to our relationships to our actual listings. Mm -hmm. She says the clients didn't want their houses turned into sets, which seems fair.
0: Yeah, it does. (laughs) Especially if
1: you're trying to buy or sell a house. Mm -hmm. And said most of them didn't want to get involved with the shit show that is reality television. One of my favorite lines. Christine (laughs) says the producers would solve this problem by feeding the cast members listings, and she says, There was dirt to be shared, and these big, glossy lips of mine weren't about to keep any secrets. She also clarifies she did not sign an NDA, so had no problem opening up about what was real and what wasn't, but said, of course... By the next season, we all had to sign one, you know, to preserve the magic curtain and all that bullshit.
0: (laughs) I love this. God, I love, and I've said this before, I love people going rogue. It's what we're all here for. We need those people. We need those people to be Mm -hmm. like, hey, this is bullshit and no one's talking about it. Yeah. So even though Christine's spilling a lot of Selling Sunset tea in her book, she's still got more to dish out, bless her. She just went on the Call Her Daddy podcast and opened up so much about the show to Alex Cooper. She even joked, she was like, I'm definitely going to get sued after this for saying too much. (laughs) So in the interview, Christine slams the producers of Selling Sunset for manipulating and intimidating the women featured on the show and said the Oppenheim Group agents were all really close before the show, saying... That was our tight-knit girls. We did work in the office every day together. We loved each other, but then cameras got involved. Mm -hmm. Christine also says the producers approached them about the show and pitched it as women empowerment, women in business, working together in real estate. Which seems to be
1: such a fun buzzword for any corporation, like saying women, women, women. Yeah. And then we're going to pit women, women, women against <laughs> right. each other. Yeah. Uh, Christine also says, and then it wasn't that way at all. It all spiraled. She also said the producers do everything they can to amp the girls up, to rile the girls up, and adds, it is a male-dominated industry in the production field, to which they manipulate women, they harass them, they just mentally torture and intimidate them, which is awful. Mm-hmm. Alex also asked Christine about her villainous persona on the show, she asked, was there ever a conversation where they told you you would become the bad guy? And Christine replied, absolutely, absolutely.
0: I just got to say, after listening to this Call Her Daddy interview, Adam DeVello is dead to me. He's <laughs> trash. And I believe her. I believe what Christine's saying. Like, I, I think she, you know, she knows who she is and she can, like, play up a storyline. But, like— mm-hmm. Saying that, like, they made her film right after she had a very dangerous birth and then framed it like it was before the birth and everyone thought she faked it. And then he told her to kill herself. Yeah. It's like, he's trash. And, like, she said there's a lot of allegations against him, including from Heidi from The Hills. So Mm. I just, he's dead to Mm. me. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I think so, too. So if you've seen the show, you'll know this most recent season ended with Christine's fate at the O Group up in the air after a bribery scandal. Her co-worker Emma Hernan accused Christine of offering a client $5,000 to work with her instead of Emma. And during the reunion special, Jason Oppenheim, who owns the company, mm-hmm. said there was currently no place for Christine at the O Group. But Christine says she was always planning to leave the company and claims the whole bribery storyline was completely made up. Hmm. So. In the Call Her Daddy interview, Christine tells Alex she had told show producers that she was planning to leave the group to focus on her new company, Real Open. Real Open is a real estate company that she founded with her husband, Christian Richards, and it gives clients the option to purchase real estate with cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm, which,
1: <laughs> according to my Morning Brew update, is plummeting. Well, Christine says she had asked the producers ahead of season five to help her work in her new company, but says they edited it out completely because she says that's not a convenient storyline. That's not fun. She says they instead fabricated the bribery storyline, adding, which really irritated me. Mm -hmm. Christine also says she had no idea that was going on until people sent her clips and claimed she was horrified. She spoke with people and denied the bribery accusation, saying, accusing someone of a criminal tort is not only defamatory, but you can't afford my lawyers, (laughs) which (laughs) this woman.
0: I'm going to start saying that to people, even though I don't have a lawyer.
1: Yeah, she just every quote she has is somehow (laughs) just pumping herself up. And I love it. Yeah,
0: I'm going to be like, you can't afford my lawyers and neither can I. (laughs) Mm -hmm. but try it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Christine added, so it's not a funny thing to say. I would never bribe a client. I've never bribed a client. I don't need to bribe a client because they'll work with me organically.
0: Well, it's just like we said, like she was like, why would I bribe them with $5,000? Do you think I'm poor? And it's like what you said last time we talked about this, like $5,000 is such a small amount of money. Yeah. That's like, that can buy them an extra bush in front of their house. (laughs) Like, come on. Yeah. And we all need that. Mm Mm-hmm. So even though Christine has her problems with the Selling Sunset production, she says she will be back for season six. And she Mm. tells Us Weekly, I love the show, and says it's her number one. Everyone knows that. But she does say now that she's left the brokerage, the producers will have to get creative with her storyline and hints at a battle of the brokerages.
1: Yeah. She told Us Weekly viewers could see a really interesting dynamic develop between her and her former co-workers when the hit reality series returns, but reassured that she's not going anywhere and added, like, I'll always be on television. I'm not going anywhere. It's just like, let's have fun with this now.
0: You know, I believe her. She's yeah. great TV. Yeah. And she yeah. said in the Call Her Daddy interview, she's like, I just want my own TV show, which, yeah, <laughs> join the club. I feel like that's what she's kind of been gunning for for a while now. And yeah, once
1: you know what you want, grab it by the horns. (laughs) Yep. That is the
0: saying. Mm -hmm. From Wondery, I'm Brooke Ziffrin. And I'm Marisha Skinner-Williams. This is Rich and Daily. See you tomorrow, Richies.
1: If you like our show, please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever
0: you're listening right now. And tell your friends we've got the hot goss. Hey, It's Jason Bateman. Have you listened to Smartless?